This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Everybody, welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. We're so glad you're here. And we're going to talk about something that fascinates me, cat body language and what your cat is telling you. Rita has answers for total communication with your cat. It is the coolest thing ever, and I will bring her on in just a moment. But first, we have to take a break because some amazing people are sponsoring us and helping us to make this possible and to reach you. So we will be right back after this break from our amazing sponsor. Mojo would swallow things whole, a chicken carcass, a bird nest, and assorted stones and sticks. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing the hair right off of his legs. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. On the Dynavite, all of these symptoms disappear. Dynavite is nutrition. If you love your dog, you need to put him on Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm so glad you stayed with us. And I think we are ready for cat behavior expert and multi-cat specialist, Rita Reimers. We're ready. I'm here. What is this, number five we've done now? think so. Did you like that? Rita Reimers? Did I make you sound fancy? <laughs> Don't say that around Nikki. She she loves Sebastian's Spanish. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you kind of sounded like you were purring, which I guess comes from living with cats for so long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi. Simba's here now. Hi, Simba. Let oh, me move that, that well, last keyboard so he doesn't hang us up. Yeah, that would be nice. That oh. last noise you made sounded like a chirp I hear my cats do. What does that mean? Oh. Oh, I'll tell you what a chirp means in cats. What? That means they're very interested, and they actually make the chirp noise to attract birds. That is so cool. I know, That's right? so cool. They do that occasionally to get my attention. Yeah. So, do they think I'm a bird? <laughs> I know. Mine will do that, like, too. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. So, I have to tell you, you have given me so much knowledge and so many gifts, but the best gift you ever gave me was teaching me about the slow blink. Oh, yeah. To find out that my cats were telling me they love me Mm -hmm. was the hugest gift to me in the world. I mean, imagine if you're dating somebody, you got your partner, you've been going out for a year, and they haven't said I love you. It's very frustrating. (laughs) We've all been there, baby. I know. And you're like, I love you. And they're like, oh, thanks. You look so pretty today. And you're like, that is the worst <laughs> response. Thank you. <laughs> I, know, right? I love you. Thank you. Uh, I, they, do, they do comedy skits on various shows about that. Yes. And that's when the woman says, I'm going to find a gallon of ice cream now and drown yes. my sorrows with bad yes. chick flicks. <laughs> I've had plenty of Drown My Sorrows ice cream evenings. Yes, I have. Yes. Well, I have been telling my cats I love them since the day they came home. And I didn't know anyone was telling me that back. And now when I see them do that blink, my heart melts. So tell us what the 
blink and the tail positions and all that stuff that you filled me in on that. Well, let me tell you what my Simba's doing right now. Okay. Just did the Warren tap to get my attention. (laughs) That is when a cat taps on you because you're not looking at him. And now his tail, you know, everybody says, watch out when the tail wags. It's not true. Always. He's doing that slow. The tail like slowly goes from one side to the other, almost like unfurling. That means they're very intent on what they're doing. And what he was trying to do is get my attention. So I would rub his face, which I'm doing right now. But the slow blink, let me go back to the slow blink. Yeah. When you look at, I have a feral. I have two. One semi-feral and one that's just very shy. And I started doing that. You know, you just slowly close your eyes and open them while talking sweet to them. And if they return that, then they're comfortable around you and telling you that they love you. You might not be able to get close to them, but hi, Simba. I know Simba's hugging me now. Simba. I understand what a gift that is. I mean, like, you know, I have a semi-feral, you know, karma that I got from North Carolina. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to feel she's not. Subra touches her forehead to my forehead and, you know, they'll rub on you and they'll do. And these are all very clear signs of love. But like, I didn't know that karma cared about me at all. She won't let me touch her. And then she did that slow blink one day and my heart exploded. I know the feeling when my brownie did it. I felt the same way. Oh, I I just wanted to ball and hug her, which of course she wasn't going to let me do. But, you know, what a gift that is. Well, you're giving them a sign by doing it first also. Yes. You know, and they may not return it the first couple of times when they're shy like that. Yeah. Um, But you're telling them that you're not going to hurt them. Cats don't like to be stared at. If you stare them right in the eye, it makes them nervous. So that slow blink, you know, you're reassuring them you're a friend that they don't have to be afraid, you know, you're not going to come after and approach them. And mostly you're not going to make them your dinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was just thinking. Cause you've taught me to think like a cat Yeah. and I could probably write books off what you've taught me. You've taught me. I say this a lot. Well, you've we're taught we're me, trying to do that. We're right? trying to do you've that. Taught me, uh, <laughs> you've taught me so much about, you know, returning their love and and giving them these messages and you've taught me to think like a cat and yeah if something is stalking if you have the stomach to watch one of those shows where you know the cheetah eats the whatever and i can't handle it but anyway what do they do they stop and they stare and they glare and their eyes get slanty so i can imagine that's the message i would be sending if i was staring at them like that like (laughs) i'm going to eat you well, it's true. And one of the reasons that people see cats as being more neurotic and jumpy is that they're on the food chain right in the middle. They are both predator and prey. Unlike yeah. dogs, they are not. I mean, certainly a mountain lion or a bear might try to eat a dog or a coyote, but they're not really in the middle of the food chain like a cat is. Right. So they're hypervigilant. Cats are hypervigilant and their fur and their whiskers are made in such a way they sense vibration. Even in the dark, they know something's coming. But they might not know what it is, right? So they err on the side of caution because they don't want to be someone's meal. Right. So that's why it takes some cats so much longer to warm up to us because they're not sure. They don't know. We don't know what they've been through. You don't know what karma's been through beforehand. Yeah. I know know Brownie. I mean, I've had Brownie and her siblings since they were about seven, eight weeks old. I don't know why she stayed so feral and the other three tamed down. I just think some cats have a natural tendency to be more wary for whatever reason. Do you think it can be genetic? Like if their mom was completely feral and then somebody brings the kitten, you know, do you think some of that just stays in them as a genetic response? I 
I do because you know, like crows. Have you ever heard like crows can pass a grudge on to the next generation of crows? I have heard that. I have. So I think some of that weariness is definitely hardwired in certain kitties. Yes. Yes. Karma, we know, was already an adult and she was rescued from a feral colony. So I'm sure she was used to hiding from dogs and mean people and whatever yeah. else. So, yeah, I, I understand. Because didn't Terry say that the man used to yell at her or something? Where yeah. they found Yeah, they, the colony was near yeah. somebody's house. Yeah, she was trying to trap them for a while. We yeah. loved Terry at the really fur. Sad. We should give her a shout out. The fur, the fur rescue. So, how can you tell when a cat is scared? Do you know or do you want me to tell you? Ears down. Sorry. They slink to the ground when they do that slinking and they're slinking away and going really close to the ground. Well, they yeah. also could be hunting doing that too, right? Well, that's a little different though because um, okay. the, the ears won't be like back flat like they're scared. Yeah. Yeah. And the tail between the legs. When they're stalking, their ears are perked up usually to the side because they're listening. Right. And they're, they're like way low to the ground, but they're like creeping along. Yeah. Hypervigilant. The tail is usually straight back, not down. Right. So it's a little different stance yeah. between hunting and fear. Yeah. Um, and aggression, too, will be a little different because if they're going to be aggressive towards you, you'll hear it. For one, you'll hear a noise. <laughs> you'll hear a hiss or a growl or a spit, which is if they spit at you, they're really pissed. So you better move. And their teeth will be bared. Their ears will still be back and flat. Their eyes will be, their pupils dilated. And um, sometimes they will go on their back and show their belly. And that's not because they're being submissive to you in this case. It's because they want you to know, I have four sets of claws and I'm going to use them. If you ever watch when there's a cat fight, one of them will end up on their back and she'll, he or she will hurl the whole body at the other cat. Okay, that yeah. was one I didn't know yet. See, you're yeah. still teaching me stuff. <laughs> well, and I don't know everything. I learn new things every day. Well, that's why I, you know, I like to have friends with other, be friends with other behaviorists, you know, like Arda Moore. Yes. Um, she knows a lot about cats and dogs. Yes. Um, And, you know, Jackson Galaxy and I, we share the same PR people, which right. is awesome. I'm looking for an opportunity to maybe have them on our show. That would be great. I just think that the more information you can gather about cats from as many different behaviorists or read as many books you know everybody's going to give you a little slight different take somebody yeah. you know they all have their own little specialties too mine yes. is just you know generic cat behavior what motivates your cats multi-cats whereas like um jackson galaxy you know he's more you know the case studies and the angry yeah. cats and how to manage that where Hannah Shaw is all about the kittens, kittens, which is awesome. Arden's a little bit of both. She, she's, you know, the pet safety expert, first yes. and foremost. We took her CPR and first aid course for kitties and got our certifications. I'm very proud of that. Oh, awesome. Love Arden. Yes. But again, you know, she and I both share that philosophy that nobody knows everything about cats. And the minute you think you do, you better get out of the business because you're going to get egotistical. Yeah. Nobody knows everything. Yep. Get too cocky there. Yeah. Yep. So I'm trying to think of what, oh, the, the tail straight up with a little curl on the end. Oh, yeah. The, I call that question mark tail. That means they really want your attention. They're really interested in you. Yes. So if they're approaching you with their tail, well, tail up straight is a good sign because I'm your friend. You're yeah. my friend. I'm your friend. So, but with the question mark, they're extra interested in you, what you're doing, and they really want to be part of the action. Yes. Yes. Question mark so tail. 
you know, when you don't know these things, you've just got this cat around, which, you know, before I knew this, I still loved my cats. And occasionally when they rub their face on me, obviously I know that's love. But now I can see, oh, you, you feel friendly toward me. Oh, you feel inquisitive towards me. I mean, this is a whole new line of communication, which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. And you have to take it all in. You can't just look at the tail or just look at the ears. Right. You've got to look at everything together. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, when the cat's whipping that tail back and forth, something's yeah. aggravating it. It could be that you've been putting the same spot too long and he's about to get you. Stop, <laughs> you know. Yes. Or it could be he's looking out the window and watching the birds go by and he's wanting to get out there and hunt that bird. So the tail's whipping back and forth because he really wants to go after that cat but he can't, yes. or that bird, but he can't. So that's yes. frustration, you know. Yes. So it can mean different things, but definitely the whipping of the tail is a lookout sign. You know, watch out. Something's agitating me. So last night, Kismet jumps in the bed and is biting Brian's arm. Oh, boy. Somewhat gently. I mean, it didn't feel good. Those teeth are pointy. And actually, when I adopted Kismet, he's FIV positive, as you know, and he's lost half of his teeth. So I'm really not sure what Brian was complaining about. (laughs) He must have felt the remaining teeth. Yeah, and he's scheduled Tuesday for another vet appointment Aww. where he's probably going to lose more teeth. Oh, <laughs> poor baby. He's going to be gumming it like grandpa. <laughs> so, was he biting it, hard? Like a, Was it like a love nip or he just got a little too excited? I think it was a love nip. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, he didn't break skin or anything like that. And Brian said, he's been doing that to me lately. And I said, I think that's love. I'll have to ask him about that. Because okay. sometimes I'll be in bed with my sweetie pie, you know. My kitten, who's really not a kitten anymore. She's almost a year. She's still, yeah. She's still little. But she likes to nuzzle up against my chest. And so her head's underneath my chin. And she reach up and she'll grab onto my chin. It's a little hard, but it's a love bite. You know, it's a love bite. Yes. I yes. love you. If you watch like cats when they're mating, they're, they're, they will grab the female by the neck. Yes. To hold her still. But it's also part of, you know, the whole courtship ritual thing. Yes. So <laughs> it's also the sign for dominance too. I learned it, because it, I told it, yeah. you my Galway, who is a male has this habit of coming up on Warren, who is a big Tomcat, big Tuxy boy. And he will mount him and yeah. grab him by the neck. And I keep screaming, stop raping him. <laughs> That's dominance for sure. Cause they're both they're the same sex for one thing. And then they're, they're neutered. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's That's instinctual. There's no hormones driving it. They don't have right. any, but it's an right. instinctual dominance type thing. Right. I'm, I'm concerned about what my neighbors are thinking because at least once a day, ah! stop raping him. <laughs> They're going to be calling social services on you soon. I know. There is something going on in that whole household. I don't know what it is, but we're scared of them. On that happy note, yeah, I think we can go out and take that break. Awesome. Thank you to our sponsor. Come back. We'll be back in a minute. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T. 
T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Okay, so now we're we're done talking about the rapist cat. <laughs> oh, um, when cats are about to fight, have you ever noticed how fat their tail gets? I call it bottle brush tail. All the hair stands up on end. Yeah. Why is that? I'll tell you. It's because when another cat grabs onto the, they're hoping they're trying to look bigger for one thing, and then they're hoping the cat just gets a the other cat gets a mouthful of hair. Also. When my uh, brownie, my feral cat, when she gets a little extra upset and, you know, she really doesn't want me around, she emits this metallic odor. It's really nasty. Ew. Not a spray or anything. It's just her whole body emits this odor. And I've not seen, I've not had every cat do that, but I've seen it a few times. So that's kind of like, get away from me, you know. Back off. I'm sending out my scent to tell you to back off. Uh, yeah, well, it's very a unpleasant. More, a little more of a feral nature, so that may be why the other cats, right. you know, the other cats, at least with my cats, if they start a fight, somebody will slap somebody up against the head, and we're it's over. You know, we're done. Then somebody runs away and climbs a cat tree. But, you know, Brownie ha- still having that feral nature is probably more, right? You, are yeah. you following? Know, really, uh, <laughs> what's really funny is if you try to Google that, you won't find any. Nobody's written about that. I, I'm the only one. Like, am I the only one who's seen this happen? I can't be or smelled it happen. I'm sure yeah. others, but there's almost everything else you can Google and you know find various interpretations of. But that I haven't seen anywhere. But I know she does it. I don't think there are a ton of people with feral or semi-feral cats. I think the majority of people when they're looking for a cat are looking for someone to love them, and mm-hmm. you know we're more of the nature of I'm going to give it a home until, you know, it's old age. And I know a few people who have cats like Brownie besides you and me, but it's, it's people who have been in rescue mostly. Exactly. That that keep those and say, you know, they're too tame to go back in the colony, not tame enough to be a house pet. So Brownie's my cat's cat. Yes. I just feed her. (laughs) That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. Well, that's like yours. Um, you know, karma. Because he has his cat, and that's Karma. That is true. I had no intention of adopting that cat. We were going to visit Terry at her rescue, and I was going to thank him for Kismet because he was quite my heart cat. And she said, we still have his girlfriend. And I I was like, what girlfriend? What girlfriend? Right? So, yeah, she'd been there seven months without her love. And they, oh, my goodness, they're in love. If you're a part of our clubhouse, you need to, uh, I wrote an article about it, and I think there's a picture of them loving on each other. They're, like, in love, like, married couple in love. <laughs> they are. Like, newlywed married couple, not, like, 20 years. No, I'm just kidding. But- <laughs> 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 when that all changed. Well, no, it what it, tell her how he greeted her when you brought her home. Oh, my goodness. He came over, and he stiffed, and he looked so happy to see her, and then he smacked her upside the head. I'm no still the boss, wench. Yeah, I just was like, you know, did you just ask her, where have you been for the last seven months? Where were you, woman? <laughs> you know, I just, I, I love narrating my cats. <laughs> and after that, it was kiss, kiss, hug, hug, cuddle, cuddle. I never did it again. But yeah, it was like one smack upside the head to remind her who he was, I guess. I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> Probably. I was like, don't do that. I'm trying uh, to find your article on 
We uh, I've written so many since you, me, and uh, uh, Elijah. I'm about to pr- to post a new Elijah one as soon as I get some photos. Yeah, Maria's huh. jewelry. Yeah, so, I do the majority of the writing, but Elijah and yes. Linda, you know, and and we're gonna have Cameron, our our team guy. Yes, writing yes. an article for us too. He just posted on the teen boards about yeah. when he was a newspaper carrier and falling in love with cats that were outside that he felt were needed more attention and love. And I cried. It broke my heart. I was. He's going to be a cat man. He's going to be. He's going to have. Definitely. Yeah. He's going to have a house full of kitty cats. I think when we're old and gray, he can take over 19 cats and counting. We'll tell me 19. Well, I wonder how many I'll have then. That's true. That's true. But uh, I have, so there's no telling. Dental straight up. Now, okay, so you said the wags are not always blank. So what are the different tail wags? Well, okay, so the slow back and forth, like I mentioned, really slow. It like goes all the way from the base to the tip to the other side and all the way back. That's intense interest. I first noticed it when I was a cat sitter. And I had this diabetic cat I used to sit. I can't even remember her name. It's been so long. She's such a cute little thing. But anyway, when I would put the water on for her, she would stand there and her tail would do that. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, everybody always told me, watch out for the tail. You know, no, not in this case. So I started noticing on other cats I would sit in them, my own cats, whenever they had intense interest in something, be it me, a toy, Something outside that slow, and it wasn't, it's not an aggressive thing. It's a very, you know, I like this thing. I'm really happy about it. Really slow, you know. Have you seen that in any of your cats? I have, yes. Well, again, this is one of those things that I never looked at before. I never really noticed until you mentioned it. Then I start watching the tail and seeing these different movements. And last night, I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Subra. I I got eight cats. I can't, I don't know how you do 19. Anyway. Here it is, adopting bonded that's, pairs. That's or another podcast we're going to do. How many cats is too many cats? Because everybody's no such gonna, number. Such number. We have a we have a uh, a a a crush on Anna Akana and her cats her. and her her song. If you haven't heard it, you have to Google Anna Akana. How many how do you cats? Spell it. Do? Spell it for I, them because they won't know. Yeah, Anna A N N A Akana A K A N A. I have such a girl crush on her. You too. <laughs> I, I love I, her. We first noticed her when she sang, how many cats? There's too many cats. cats. There's no such number. She, okay, she posts about a lot of other things, comments. too, but a lot yes, of her cats. Yes, she, she's done reviews with her cats and lots of stuff with her cats. And, yeah, she's done other articles, did things, too, which were also equally funny and interesting. But she so, did one on euthanasia that had me over here sniffing and bawling and sobbing. But We just took a like, sidebar detour. So what were we talking about? <laughs> But I digress. Yes. So anyway, I think it was Zubra. She's yeah. a total lover and she's been very excited ever since I moved down to the first floor. I don't know why she prefers me down here, but she is up my honey. Well, she was loving on Brian and she was swishing it side to side like that, but not as slow as the Inquisitive. It was a little faster. And she just, I mean, her whole body looked like, oh, I'm in love. I'm happy, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you and again, you have to take the whole body into account because the, the tail yeah. was swishing maybe a little faster than I was saying, but yeah. her ears were probably forward yes. and the, you know, there was no aggressive stance, no yes. snarling or anything. So you knew yes. it was a happy wag. Yes. You know? I hate she, to even use the word wag with a wag. Top, I know. It sounds it, like a, yeah, I know. More like a like, swish. Yes. That's better. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I like that. Yeah. She, uh, and she will close her eyes sometimes. She just looks like 
it's just like that first kiss electricity. You know, she just looks like, yeah. oh, I love you. I know. <laughs> she's also one who will put her forehead. She's a head butter. I've never had a head butter until her. If you sit on the couch when you come to Ohio, be warned. If you sit on the couch and she comes up behind you and you don't realize it, you're going to get head butted in the back of your head and you're going to look like a bobblehead. Right. It's going to go ding. But she will come up sometimes and just put her forehead to my forehead uh-huh. and just press it and hold it for a minute. And I feel like we're, I don't know, telepathically connecting. I don't know what we're doing. It's, called, it's actually called bunting. Bunting. And cats do it to each other. You'll notice boy cats will greet oh. each other with a bunt oh. more than the girl cats greet each other that way. So what else about the tail? There's so many different things about the tail. Of course, we said when it's high up and straight or with a curve on the end, it's friendly. When it's down kind of straight behind them, they're a little bit anxious. Yes. If it's way down, not curled under or around them, but way down and they're stalking, they're being predatory. If it's up and bottle brush tail, they're they're really scared. If they've got it curled around themselves, really, if they're really trying to make themselves into a little squished ball, not sleeping, but you know, yes. yeah, they're scared or worried, and they don't know what's going on. They're a little bit anxious about something. But you know, if they're laying down and the tail's around them, not up against them, but just curled around them, you know, they're just relaxing. Yeah, they're just chilling yeah. out. Galway's one to do that. Galway loves loves a place to sleep. Galway sleeps more than any of my other cats. And you can always find him on a comfy chair or a shelf or something. And he's always curled into the tightest little ball. His, his tail wrapped around. It just it my heart. My heart. I can't is handle he, it. Is he your oldest cat? No. No. Because when I brought him home, he was a kitten. And I had Subra and Baca first. Somewhere between Subra and Baca. And we really have no idea how old Kizzy is. They nailed him as being a senior when they first got him, but they base a lot of that on teeth. And because he's FIV positive, sure. he has cruddy teeth. Right. So, yeah, they then somebody else said maybe three, four. And then I think my vet, whom I adore and trust, I think they pegged him around six or seven. So he'd be like 10 now. So do you think he sleeps a lot because he needs those teeth taken out? Probably he's yeah. You know, another thing you taught me cats hide signs of illnesses. And it wasn't until we found a tooth in my bed. My son's like, what's this? Mm -hmm. I remember. Oh, my stars and garters. That's a tooth that I I was like, you poor baby. I'm so sorry. I should have gotten this taken care of sooner. But we'd gone into lockdown and, you know, I wasn't leaving unless somebody was dying. Well, I know, like, it's like when my cat got you know, sick this week, and I thought it was minor, but normally I would have taken him to the vet that first day, but with yeah. COVID, you yeah. know, he decided to he's trust fine now. Yeah, yeah, it was just a respiratory thing going on, some yeah. kind of little cold yeah. or something. He's fine, but, you know, under normal circumstances, I would have gone ahead and taken him in. Right. And, and if he didn't get better, I would have taken him in, but I don't yes. want to go out that much with COVID going on. I'm well, yeah, we're having well, a resurgence in the Carolinas because okay. they opened up too soon. Yeah, you know, my yeah. 15 year old son got it from work, but we won't get into that anyway. That's a whole another. Oh, that's a whole another. That's show. a whole other, Yeah, and not, I'll get, not a 19 captain. And I'll get feisty. Yes, but anyway, but yeah, since you talk, you know what? That should be. You know how they have those drinking games on TV? Like every time they say, we could make a really cool drinking game out of every time, every time Linda says, COVID, "What you taught me." <laughs> anyway, because of what you taught me, I just started watching him really close. And if I wasn't so in tune with him, I wouldn't have noticed it. But he wasn't quite as loving. 
He wasn't quite as, I mean, he'd lay on you, but he wasn't like, hi, oh my gosh, I love you. Purr, 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 rubber bra, walk around my head, sleep on my head. He's not doing that as much. And I thought. In the middle of a transition from upstairs to downstairs. So that's changes behavior too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, that room that I was in upstairs was kind of his room, his and Karma's. It's their love den. So I moved out of there. But yeah, I could tell he was on the bed with me. He just wasn't quite himself. And it wasn't something that. I think anybody visiting would have noticed if they didn't know my normal kizzy, but yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, you're hurting. And I probably wouldn't have even looked for it if I hadn't found that tooth. It makes me feel terrible. No, I mean, that cats are masters at hiding illness because, you know, they don't want to be someone's dinner. So that's one reason that they will tend to hide their symptoms. And even when they don't feel good, they'll still purr because they're trying to throw their predators off the trail i'm not the weak one i'm not sick i'm fine yeah i'm fine i'm fine don't try to chase me you won't catch me i'm good usually by the time we notice it you know it's something pretty serious so that's why if somebody asks me the question should my cat go to the vet if you're asking the question the answer is yes yes because you know your cat better than anyone else yes Better safe than sorry, baby. I still remember back when I was the main pet sitter with Just for Cats in uh, L.A. I had a client with a cat that was, you know, he did his sub-Q fluids and he wasn't long for this world. Mm -hmm. And it was was two guy roommates. You know, they were a couple. And the guy who really owned the cat was away on business. And the guy, the other guy called me at like 11 o'clock at night. I don't know. I think I think I need to go to the vet. And the things he told me, I'm like, yes, don't call me. Go to the vet. Well, it was time. It was time to make the decision. And the cat had to be put down. But don't call me first. If you right. think for one second your cat needs a vet, go. Well, and with all the knowledge that you and you are incredibly knowledgeable, you know, I, I just think the world of what you that knowledge in your head and your your connection and your ability to pick up stuff. Like I said, a lot of what I see now, I only see because you turned me on to the notion that I should be looking for it. But with all your knowledge, you're not a vet. We haven't been to veterinary school. You know, cat behavior expert is different from cat veterinarian. Mm-hmm. So, and even your vet, if you called them and said, blah, 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 they're going to say, um, I need to see the cat. Exactly. I need to draw blood. I need to run tests. So even if we were vets, it still wouldn't be the answer. Well, and it's kind of the same with doing cat behavior counseling too. You know, in the clubhouse, I can give you answers to specific questions, but to assess a whole situation, I really need in-depth questioning and I need yes. to see the cat in the environment to do that $400 worth yes. type of assessment. But I'd still be able to help you in the books I'm writing too. Yes. Like, sometimes it's just as simple as, did you change the cat litter? Sometimes it's not. Yes. Oh my gosh, we're at 30 minutes already. Oh, oh no, it goes too fast. I don't like All right. Well, we will be back next week with another episode of 19 Cats and Counting. So from Linda Hall, have a great week. And I will hear, hopefully, you will be on to join us next week. And remember, every day is Counter Day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.